Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Today, we're going to talk to you about some WAG values. Our intention with this is to, A, just express out into the world what it means to be a WAG coach, some of some of our, our deepest values that we hold. And we want this to be a space for if you are a coach, whether it be a nutrition coach, a fitness coach, any sort of coach, these might be things that you want to adopt. I think that over the years, we've created and held a pretty great reputation for really taking care of people. Um, we certainly make mistakes, but we, we have a really great reputation. And so if, if you're someone that wants to make a bigger impact on your clients' lives, if you really want to do right by people, then maybe some of these might make sense for you. Yeah. If you love this show and you love the things that we've said, then you're probably a lot like us. And if you're a coach, then having something like values written down or knowing exactly the types of things that you stand for and the kind of coach that you want to be and the type of... The type of person that you Yeah. The type of person that you want to be it's going to be helpful when there are moments that it's hard to be that kind of person. When when you have to choose between two things, Mm -hmm. two ways of communicating with someone or something like that. And as much as we want to be the best version of ourselves all the time, life comes with stress and chaos and fear. And in those moments, it's when we have to really take a second and relook at our values and the type of people we want to be so that we can make a decision that we're proud of later. And we've really found at WAG, these are co-created values that we've done as a team. So this is not just coming from us. This is our whole team. We all talk about these things. We've all created these things as a group and they're things that we all buy into. And it really helps us in those moments where it's really hard and we sometimes just want to protect and defend ourselves, even though we know our best self would still show up the way that we're talking about today. So I hope that this episode helps you maybe ignite a flame to create your own set of values and use it the same way that we do. It can kind of be like your constitution, if you will. So before we get into that, thank you to all of you that have taken time to leave us reviews. We love them. It motivates us. So thank you. Also, if you would like to have one of your questions, if you have a question for us and you want it answered on the show, you can go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash podcast, scroll down to the start recording button, leave us your name, where you're from, and a nice, short, concise message, preferably only one question, and try to be in a quiet place so that we can actually hear it. And then we will answer it here on the show. We haven't done those in a while, so we're going to pick those up soon. Yeah. Okay, so this is something I sent out a Facebook group or a Facebook message to our staff page, and I asked everyone on the staff to contribute something and answer the sentence or finish the sentence stem, coaches like us, dot, dot, dot. And so 
tons of them filled out what they believe coaches like us, meaning what WAG coaches really believe. And today we're just going to read off a number of them. Some of them, we might just read them. Some of them we might riff for a little bit and explain like how that came about or what Mm -hmm. that means. And we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. And before we start, I love the, Michael's actually taught me this, you, Michael. And when things like this, they help us figure out the type of people that we want to work with as well as the type of people that we want to be. So when I'm looking for a coach or someone to mentor me, I want them to align with a lot of these values. Mm -hmm. So this is not to say I don't like to have different types of people in my life that challenge me and have opposing views, but if I'm someone I'm going to have an intimate relationship with or someone that I'm really going to try and be more like on these types of things, it's important to me and to you that we're aligned. Mm -hmm. So... We could, yeah, we could learn from so many different people out there in the world. And there's, you know, a lot of people have different beliefs about this, but we would choose to, even if we could learn something really valuable from someone, if they're doing, if they're living their life or doing business in a manipulative or sleazy way, we usually don't spend much attention on those types of people. Yeah, not to say that we do believe everyone has something valuable to teach everybody. We just want to learn and be mentored by and be coached by people that have the same level of ethics and integrity um, as we do. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what we're doing here is we're saying that if you see the world this way, then you are like us. And if you see the world this way and you're interested in becoming an online nutrition coach, then we would love for you to join us. And we'll tell you how to do that towards the end. Yeah. So the first one is coaches like us put our clients transformation first. How did this come about, Adi? I think we started our WAG values probably two years into, so four years ago. And it was basically a hierarchy of what is the most important thing. And the most important thing is client transformation. And it came about because we started noticing that it wasn't about just a physical transformation and it wasn't just about losing weight. It was about any type of transformation at all is what we're looking for when we're working with a client. And that might mean someone doesn't lose a ton of weight, but they realize that they're in a job that they hate and they leave it and they have the confidence to go and chase their dreams or they repair a relationship with a family member or they get confidence in themselves to finally ask that cute guy on a date, whatever it is. So uh, it's just why we do what we do and it's why we signed up for this job in the first place. And it's Mm -hmm. important to remember that that is the number one thing. That's one of my favorites. One of my other favorites is coaches like us create a safe and judgment-free zone. When someone signs up for a nutrition coach, it's a very vulnerable situation. They're sending in photos often. They have to for uh, with us. And they're expressing the struggles that they're having in their nutrition. And it's a really vulnerable thing. And it's really easy to be judgmental of other people that are going through challenging moments, especially if you're an expert or you've been doing this for a long time. It could feel like it's so easy to stick to your diet. But one of our core values, I think it's like 1A and 1B, this is 1B, is that we are a safe and judgment-free zone. We reserve judgment and we just 
uh, show up for people as compassionate as possible and realize that every everyone is human. Everyone is doing the best that they can with the knowledge and resources that they have. And we just show up for them knowing that they can they can improve and progress with enough time. Yeah. A couple more things on that is a safe and judgment-free zone in nutrition coaching is absolutely essential because you are not with these people every single day and you don't get to see every single thing they put in their mouth. And if they're, they don't feel safe or if they feel like they're going to be judged, if they tell you when they've done something wrong, then you're not going to hear about those things. And there's going to be this missing piece of information that you need to do your job to the best of your ability. So we want to make sure that all of our clients feel open and can be completely honest with us, knowing that we're not going to judge them. And this is if, if this is the only safe place, this is definitely a safe place for them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also is really important as leaders and business owners that this is also the same for our staff. So it is a safe and judgment-free zone for all of the other coaches, for co-coaches, for – it's the same thing for coach, our competitors, like safe and judgment-free for them. We are – we most people who know us would know that we don't – talk down about other companies. We don't talk down about other businesses. We don't talk down about other diets. It's, we want to be a safe and judgment-free zone for most, for everybody. Mm-hmm. As and That's like for everyone in our life. Our best selves are doing that. And that means that it's really important that our staff can feel like they can voice their opinions and they can ask questions and they can express concerns without any fear of retribution. Mm-hmm. Another one is coaches like us aim to have people fall in love with their bodies as they are while also feeling free to work towards inspiring goals. I absolutely love this. And it is a, it's not like a fixed point that you can get to. Like one day I'll just be comfortable and love my body and I'll still be able to work towards goals. I think that's an ever evolving kind of balancing act. And it's something that I personally struggle with all the time. And so as a coach, I want to, I want to be that sort of person for someone. And it's, this one is kind of hard to wrap your head around. It's like, if I want to improve my body mm-hmm. or if one of my goals is changing my body, how could I also love my body at the same time? And we are the kind of coaches that try and teach you that that is possible. It is possible to love yourself exactly as you are right now and also want to achieve goals at the same Mm -hmm. time. And we truly believe that that is the fastest and most sustainable way to do it. If you can learn how to love yourself whatever stage you're at because – your body's going to change. That is for certain. For certain that it's not going to stay the way that it is forever and it's going to change. So if you can accept it and love it the way that it is, it's actually going to make it easier for you to head towards inspiring goals. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of confusing for some people. Totally. And I think it's a hard thing to wrap your head around. Like I love it, but I also want to improve at the Mm -hmm. same time. So what does this actually actually look like? Like what the first thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, someone starts with a bunch of motivation and they start out really hot, but then they make a mistake and they kind of fall off the wagon. And then that keeps happening over and over and over. I think one of the ways that coaches can, I think one of the ways that we do this and help people get, get to a place where they love their bodies as is, is we continue to make them feel really normal for 
having those mistakes over and over and over, right? We tell them that it, you know, so many people go through the same thing. It's normal. Uh, there's no shame in that. And we continue to remind them that they're, they're beautiful. They are um, sexy as they are. Yeah. I also think that in action, what this looks like is often people, the people that I notice who get so frustrated with not getting results are in this place of, I can't be in this body that I have right now. And I hate the way that it is. And I cannot accept that this is the way that I look. So they're grasping for this thing that they know they don't have. And you're like, I want this this future body that I don't have anymore. So it makes living in your current body so much more painful. Mm -hmm. And that makes it much harder to achieve because you're getting exhausted from all the time of just being unhappy with where you're at. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one of my favorite quotes from Eckhart Tolle is, uh, wishing something that is to be different than it is, is adding suffering on top of suffering or pain on top of pain, pain. adding pain on top of pain. And when loving yourself as well as wanting to improve is just being with what is and accepting what is and not having that feeling of, and we've all probably been there of, I've been working so hard and I'm not, my body isn't changing. I'm not getting the results I want. And I think that's coming from a place of, I just don't like the way that I am right now and I don't love myself right mm -hmm. now and I don't accept myself right now. And loving yourself doesn't need to mean you're 100% happy with the way that you look. That's not what it means. It could mean just being in acceptance and treating yourself how you treat yourself and the things that you do every day and the things that you say to yourself, which is makes it confusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think the key distinction is that when you love your body as is you are not attached to progress, right? You're not, you don't have to progress to be happy. Another one is coaches like us aim to make our clients the heroes in their own journey. So this has been a really big lesson for me because as a, as a younger coach, I was kind of trying to be the hero. Like I was trying to give all of the advice that I had all at one time, which I was trying to like, maybe appear smart or, or give someone an aha moment or whatever and kind of me look like the hero. And that's just not how learning works best. That's not how feedback works best. It helps if you really support people and show them where they're already doing really well and then maybe give them one or two pieces of critical feedback. Yeah. When me as a younger coach, I would be sneaky about this. So I have a client who is a very, very competitive Olympic athlete. And she would go and she would achieve amazing things. Like she broke records and she she made all these teams in the Olympics and all this type of stuff. And then she'd, she'd come to me and she would say, oh my gosh, like this is what I did and like so proud of herself, you know, like I was diligent with my nutrition and my performance was amazing and I timed my nutrition so perfectly. And the first thing I wanted to say was, this is what I've been trying to teach you the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that's just me trying to get credit for what she did. For her hard work. Yeah, for her hard work. And coaches like us don't do that. Coaches like us know that we are guides. And in fact, our clients are the ones actually doing all of the hard work. Mm -hmm. They're the ones day to day putting in the work, struggling and figuring it out. And if 
if you get credit, it's icing on top of the cake and it's super nice, but you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You you do it because you do it even when nobody notices. Mm-hmm. And that's what coaches like us do. Because the aim, when you make them the hero, when we make them the hero, they get to build their own self-esteem. Mm-hmm. They get the win and they get to build this strength for even more success in the future. Absolutely. Another one is that coaches like us are patient with our clients. And when one approach doesn't work, we just pull another tool out of our pocket. This Mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. So it's really just about being patient and knowing that you, especially with something like nutrition where it's everyone's different, it can kind of be a little bit hit or miss depending on where someone's at in their life, how compliant they are, what you know about them, how much time you've worked with them. So it's important to just be patient and know that maybe things aren't going to work and you might have to move on to the next thing, Mm -hmm. or you might even have to go back to the books and research more to figure out what's going on. Or be out of tools. Yeah. Or you, you might be out of tools and you might actually have to reach out to somebody who knows more than you or who's smarter than you and say, Hey, can you look at this and let me know if you see something different than I'm seeing? Mm -hmm. Um, Coaches like us are willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and part of this is unattaching or detaching your ego from it because because it's really easy to take things personally. Like when someone's not following the plan that you give them, it's really easy to say, oh, they don't trust me or I'm not good enough. And to actually be patient, you have to be able to take your own ego out of Mm -hmm. your coach client relationship same thing like making the client the hero Mm -hmm. it's just really not about you yep it's about them coaches like us are willing to be wrong Mm -hmm. this one's so hard super hard because someone's coming to you and you think if you're wrong or you give them a suggestion that's wrong the the natural thing to believe is that they're going to stop trusting you and they're not going to want to work with you anymore and they're going to think you don't know what you're talking about and what I've found an experience of myself working with so many different coaches, I currently have a coach for every part of my life, and I've found the complete opposite. I think coaches that are, are admit that they're wrong and try something and are honest with you are more trustworthy. More credible. They're sure. more credible and more trustworthy. I trust that the things that they say to me are actually going to be honest and true versus they're just going to be trying to cover their own butts and make sure that they always look good because they're human. And so there's no way that they're right all the time. And sometimes they'll even say like, I'm not sure that this is going to work, but I I think it might. And I have a strong suspicion that it will. And if it doesn't, I'm here with you mm-hmm. and we're going to keep working together. Another key here is when you know, coaches like us, when we know we're wrong, we acknowledge it to them. We don't just acknowledge it to ourselves and then hide hide it from our clients you know because we're afraid of looking bad we acknowledge it and we're vulnerable and we know that that builds trust coaches like us innovate grow and adapt we don't stop learning and we're always looking to expand our knowledge yeah so this I one think, encompasses a bunch so i think it's pretty self-explanatory it's just when things change in nutrition or when things change with software or business or the way that people interact. I mean, we're currently still in isolation for coronavirus and people are interacting more on video calls. Mm -hmm. And that means we need to start interacting more on video calls Mm -hmm. and we need to start giving our clients value in a different type of way to support them where they're at right now. We're not going to just offer what we offer forever. Mm -hmm. I think that 
it's important to always be looking for ways to innovate, to ways to grow. And, you know, nutrition is being studied constantly every single day. So when new research comes out, it's really important to take that. So I think it's really easy as an expert in a field to get really siloed and only focus on, I don't know, the core of what you do. So as a nutrition coach, I think it's really easy to just get stuck only studying nutrition. But as a coach, coaches like us know that we want to study human behavior. We want to study, we want to be up to date on all of the, the new uh, pieces of technology that could help us serve, serve our clients better and make it easier for them to actually stick to their plans. No realm is out of our scope of learning if we think it might be able to help our clients. Love it. Coaches like us. Realize the importance of loving your life while also achieving your goals. And this one is just... We're not about trying to help people achieve their goals and also not like the life that they've created. So it's like, great, I have a six pack, but I hate what I'm eating. I don't want to, I feel totally restricted. I don't get to hang out with my friends. I never get to go eat at restaurants and I don't enjoy myself. So is it even really worth it? So we understand that you can have both and Mm -hmm. we want people to have both. And we believe that this is so important in the work that you do with your clients. Like you have to be walking the walk to be an amazing coach long-term. You might be able to get away with it for a little while, but after at some point you're going to feel like a phony. You're going to actually be a phony because you're, you're not doing what you're telling your clients to do. And that's, that's going to rip you apart and that's not going to be sustainable for you. Well said. Clients like us were once clients ourselves, and we continue to practice what we preach. I think it's one of my favorite things about WAG in particular, and I don't think we're unique in this way. I think there are other places, uh, companies and groups that do the same, but every single one of our staff members is not only not only was a client, but is currently a client. Mm-hmm. So they, we have c- coaches that have been with us for almost six years, and they have been working with a coach every single week for six years. So when you think about it, it's like they think about how much, how many check-ins they've done with a coach, how many things they've probably had to change, how many struggles they've had, obstacles from that side as well as coaching others. So I think being a client is important to know what that side of the fence feels like of having the experience of a client. And then I also think it's important as a coach to – understand what being a beginner is like or what's what it's how it how things feel Mm -hmm. and finally coaches like us solicit and embrace critical feedback and we know that we learn just as much from our clients or have the opportunity to learn from them as much as they have to learn from us this is something that i think is i know is so important to us we, we love positive feedback, but we know that every piece of critical feedback is a little nugget that can help us make a bigger difference in the world. I have always said, if one person is saying it to your face, 10 people are saying it behind your back. So it's, or they're posting it on Reddit in some thread somewhere. So, and the nice thing about <laughs> soliciting it, asking for it is when you get it, 
it, you're much less likely to get defensive. It can still happen, but you're much less likely because you have given them permission to mm-hmm. give you that feedback. And when you solicit it, you're so much less likely to get the nasty ones. The nasty ones come from people that you didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm going to give it to you even though you mm-hmm. didn't ask for it. And that give it to you is the right <laughs> terminology for that. But I think we all have blind spots. We all have room to improve. And if you don't solicit feedback and actually take it seriously, meaning when you get the feedback and it stings, don't just be like, that client's crazy. That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Take it seriously because they have a point in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it's real. I think I find that super, super, super important. So if you're a coach of any kind, nutrition, fitness, a sport, I highly recommend, we highly recommend that you write down your values because this will become, if you, if you write these down and you revisit them occasionally, we don't, we don't revisit these very often, but we've revisited them enough that it becomes kind of like a North star for us. It allows us to make better decisions uh, that are more in line with our morals, our values, and uh, stay within integrity with ourselves. So here's how you can do it. The way that you can change up the sentence stem for yourself is you can finish the stem as a coach I dot, 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 and feel free to save or uh, steal as many of ours as you want, or you can just create your new ones, your, your own ones. Um, but they can be things about patience or encouragement or being science-based or whatever matters to you. Write down those values and keep them in a place that you can revisit. Yeah, this is a, and if you're not a coach, this is a really cool exercise to just do as a human being, like a person like me, finish the sentence stem. And then when you look at your list and just, I would just not even inhibit yourself. Don't edit, don't read them back. Just get through as many as you possibly can and then look back at them and then think about, are you actually being that kind of person? Mm -hmm. And if you're not, where can you pivot to be? Mm -hmm. And revisiting it gives you the opportunity to, I mean, I I think having it written down gives you the opportunity to feel some pride in yourself. Like I am actually being the kind of person I want to be. If you don't have it written down, it's not hundred percent concrete. Mm -hmm. So if you are that type of nutrition coach or you aspire to be that type of nutrition coach, we would love for you to join us. You can go to our website and check out the WAG coach certification. Mm -hmm. And if it makes sense for you, join the wait list. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review, and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.